messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. I love it when my contact rolls back in my eye. It's like a gross game of hide and seek. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. I'd like to set some expectations here at the top of the show. Okay. I know I'm usually apologizing at the end of the show for my performance, but I'd like to apologize at the beginning of the show for my performance today. You, you do that about half the time also. As the um, cantankerous man at the U-Haul said to me 20-some years ago, settle down. <laughs> it's hot out there. It is hot. It is hot out there, and it is hot in here. Yeah. And I told you before we started rolling, I got Brain Cloud, yeah. I believe, which was made famous in the movie, What About Joe? <laughs> Or rather, Bob versus the Volcano. One of those, I believe. Uh, Case in point. So my apologies if I seem a little... I mean, we're here. Is this this technically the dog days of summer, or is that near the end of summer? Are we just at the peak of summer right now? I always... Yeah, I just thought... I thought the dog days of summer were like the hottest ones, but maybe it's like the the last hot ones. I don't know. Anyway, here we are. We're going to give it our all I mean, it's only 78 degrees outside. Yeah, but it's 102 in here. I don't think that's accurate. Anyway, maybe I'm just a dingbat, but uh, we have a fun show today, a show that, I mean, I love being, I love having a front row seat to the creative process. Sure. I saw you come up with an idea this weekend. And then yeah, you... it was a magic, it was like, you know, it was like when Oppenheimer like mm-hmm. has like those visions of like, you know, universe particles colliding. That's what it was like. What are you about to unleash onto the world? I am uh, not unlike I am become death, destroyer of podcasts. <laughs> what do you got cooking? Well, I, I, this kind of bums me out. Actually, I hate it when this happens. I saw an ad with you. We were watching, I'm sure, a baseball game, um, and I saw an ad uh, for some product. And I, sh- I should learn. I have, I have to learn this lesson again and again and again. I always think, oh, I'll remember it. Mm-hmm. But if I don't write it down and I have an app for it and I have a list that I maintain, but if I don't just take the 30 seconds to make a note of what I'm seeing, all I have left in my brain is like, guy, helicopter, suit. Is that why the name of today's show is Guy Helicopter Guy Helicopter Suit. suit. Okay, yeah, exactly. I was wondering now, about that. What I saw was an ad for some product mm-hmm. or service uh-huh. that was that featured like a or a, idea a, or idea or campaign or campaign or yeah it's unclear but it, it starred kind of your your typical like action movie secret agent you know a handsome white guy in a dark suit punching people out on some kind of gantry while a helicopter waits or blows up or something and I thought, oh, you know, that kind of reminds me of that Geico ad that, that got so famous. We've talked about it before. And actually, like... Where the spy's mom calls him when he's on the yeah, rooftop. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll talk about that one a little bit because it's a classic. Um, but I just started thinking about, like, secret agents, right? Like, it's mm. such a trope. And it really is a trope. There are some trope... There are some, like, visuals that have been used that have become so famous in from particular movies um, that they are just, like, shorthand for for secret agent hijinks, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that and like the kind of interesting uses that marketers are putting uh, secret agent tropes to. Okay, I will tell you what else is coming up on the show too, but I, I'll also say if you did see that commercial during the baseball game that I think we were watching, we were watching a local feed while the Mariners were playing, I mean, a, a local feed for the opposing team when the when the Mariners were playing the Anaheim Angels or the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim or whatever the hell they're called. So it might have been a commercial from that region. That's what you told me, but I'm I you feel think it was like a national campaign. My memory of it, which granted is not perfect, but it was a high enough budget commercial, mm. and my memory of it was that it was like it, it was a 
fairly obviously a national campaign. Oh, okay. I just can't remember like even what category of product it was. I see. Because I was going to co- maybe do a call out to our listeners in that part of the country to keep an eye out. But I mean, it's possible I'm, I am wrong. But I, if you've seen this ad, and I know I didn't give you very much to go on. Um, yeah, I don't you even, gave us a lot. You gave us man helicopter. Man helicopter suit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you see that ad uh, or if I see it again, I'll, uh, I'll bring it back to the show. I also have a commercial that I'm going to play for you later on in the show in the with love from me to YouTube segment. Uh, I'm very excited to share this with the world. Um, I think I've shown it to you, Veeves. I definitely shared it on social media. This is a commercial I found on an old VHS tape from 1995. And what I like about this, it's a commercial for a way of buying vitamins. And it is one of those commercials that just really goes to show you how much the world has changed in the past three to four decades because I think I posted to social media and said some things never change <laughs> sarcastically because my goodness the way we apparently bought vitamins in the well, 1990s I, I don't was... know if I would take Puritan's pride mm-hmm. word for that's how we bought vitamins uh, well, I mean I was alive in the 90s and I don't recall a lot of mail order vitamins well allow me to rephrase that the way Puritans used to buy vitamins <laughs> in the 1990s is astounding plus we have a jingle yes. the jingles are back listener Mike, King of the Jingles. King of the Jingles? Oh, yeah. I'll call him my King of the Jingles. Sure. Sure. Until somebody comes to take the crown. <laughs> exactly. Do you want that crown, yeah. Mike? If you because come at then... Mike, though, you best not miss. Exactly. But let's start by talking about spies. <laughs> All right, let's fade that out right here before it starts becoming one of those incredibly creepy songs from the 1980s about an overpossessive man doing some incredibly invasive stuff. Yes, Uh-oh. I have cameras inside your house, cool. and the man you were kissing was not me. Yes, is is the vibe of that song. Oh, good. Well, oh, good. But um, it worked for our purposes, and that's what's important. That's important. Uh, let's start with this one for Adobe Marketing Cloud, which I, this was like, I had never seen this before, but I was just kind of, you know, I was looking for the one that I'd seen on TV and stumbled onto this instead. This one is, to me, very funny. So I'm just going to try to let it play out. I'm going to give you sort of the the scene here, and, and hopefully the, the dialogue will do a lot of the work. We start out, and you're just going to hear a lot of, like, action movie sounds. You, we've got a... <sighs> Very sort pew, of, pew. yes, sort of, like fewer pew, pew, pews okay. than you might think. Okay. Um, but we've well, got a, we've got a guy in like a, a kind of an English cut three-piece suit. You know, he's clearly meant to evoke James Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he's like on the back of a moving truck having a fist fight. And then he like somehow like secures the guy he's fighting to the truck and then jumps off the truck just as it blows up and he's like okay you know uh target is terminated or whatever mm-hmm. and then we get to the scene that you get in every james bond movie where he checks into a fancy hotel and of course is welcomed um you know very graciously and um you know with like uh, lots of lots of class and style at these high-end hotels he stays at right and no one ever like makes him you know, prove he, no one ever makes him get out his ID or put down a deposit for the mini bar or anything like that, right? It's all very uh, high class and smooth. But that's not how it goes for this guy as he's checking into this fancy hotel. They're fighting on the back of a truck, like a tow trucky thing. Target's been neutralized. I'm heading to the hotel. He's walking up to the front Chicken desk. Checking to the penthouse. The name's Hunter. Certainly, Mr. Hunter. I have your reservation right here. Wait, did you say Hunter? Mm-hmm. No, I don't have a Hunter. But you email the confirmation to my watch. Oh, marketing handles emails. Oh, I have a Hanson. No, it's Hunter. Hunter. I've picked my room on your app. Oh, we have so many apps. I but I'm a platinum member. I even have a promotion. He pulls out this tattered piece of paper. Yeah, I mean, this is a super fancy hotel. The um, the the woman at the front desk is absolutely stunning in a way that you'd only see in a uh, in a James Bond movie. He pulls out this really tattered piece of paper. Promotions are on a different system, but I do have a single on the ground floor, Mr. Hanson. It's now, Hunter. 
now his enemies like these That's these a bald funny joke. She calls him Mr. Hansen. Mr. Hansen, <laughs> and he he says it's Hunter. And as he's saying that, these bald thugs who clearly are you know the the guys he's fighting walk up behind him and kind of grab him and move take him away. I do have a single on the ground floor, Mr. Hansen. It's Hunter. My name is Hunter. <laughs> this is how's your customer experience we can help Adobe Marketing Cloud. And so you're, you know, all the things that are happening to him where his he did this through this app and he did these other Ooh. he booked it through this app, he selected the room through that app, he'd sent them a um, you know, a a coupon and her response is like, "Oh, well, these systems are like not talking to each other, right?" Yeah. I thought it was a pretty funny joke and and kind of a fun story around this idea that you're trying to create a really high-end customer experience but if you're james if you're james james bonds and whatnot are showing up with a tattered paper printout of the coupon they used like that's not the that's not the image you want to project at the ritz carlton or whatever the performance of the person at the front desk is really good yeah. when, when she she looks so kind of self-satisfied when she says yes. she has a room on the ground floor mr hansen right i'm single on big, the, he, he yeah. wants the penthouse suite which yeah. he thinks he reserved and she says she has a single on the ground floor so i didn't realize that the bad guys were still after him when he's in the lobby does that mean his plan was just to like go chill out in the penthouse until things cooled down were they going to be were these bad guys going to be searching all the rooms for him yeah i mean i think he's safer in the penthouse or yeah. you could have a more cinematic fight there sure you don't want to be like being waylaid at the at the front desk trying to get your coupon mm-hmm. honored when bad guys are chasing mm-hmm. you you want to like you just want to breeze through check-in do you want me to talk <laughs> no mr hunter i want to get you a room all right uh terrible joke wish i hadn't started saying it what's up next um all right so I mentioned when we started this that there are, there are a few uh, little tropes and uh, things that are visual uh, indicators that this is a spy uh, scene, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them, of course, is the lasers, right? Oh, we all yeah. know that all fancy things and valuable, uh, like, secure diamonds. systems, museum diamonds, um, you know, involve... A web of lasers that mm-hmm. can only be traversed through acrobatics and sexy slinky exactly uh, s- dipping beneath lasers. What was the movie that my friend John once said? You know, it's the movie about that woman's butt. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Ka- Catherine. What movie was that? It's like the only it's thing called we- Entrapment. Oh, is it? Was it a good movie aside from the scene we just saw over and over and over again as her butt slides underneath a laser? I mean, none of it was as good as that no, scene. It's- but it's like it's a serviceable. Okay. You know, she and Sean Connery are. Um, partners slash foes in this like it's a heist you mm. know it's it's one uh, you know who's who's that's, right. that's Sean Connery conning yeah. who you know yeah. one of those okay um, so in this one Barbie obviously is huge right now a lot of ads for Barbie things a lot of recognition or a lot of uh, resurfacing of the idea that Barbie can be anything and even feminist <laughs> even a feminist <laughs> They should sell feminist Barbie. That would be I mean, isn't that amazing. the whole point of this movie? Is that it's kind of like it's slapping back at the patriarchy that created Barbie? Am yes, I missing the point? No, no. I think you're not missing yeah. the point. And I, I just think it would be very funny if Bar- if Mattel, the company, sold a boxed Barbie doll that yeah. was labeled feminist Barbie. Feminist Barbie, yeah. I just think that would be hilarious. It would, it would, it would, it would miss the point in the most hilarious way. As somebody who considers myself a feminist, I want to make jokes here, but I think maybe as a person who's not a woman, I'll just not. I was going to make some, I was going to make some like classic broad brush feminist jokes, but I think I'll just maybe, maybe I'll decide just to, just to listen on this one. Do you have any good jokes, Jennifer? Thank you for passing the mic. <laughs> uh, but I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. Well, let's let Barbie, let's let Barbie's spy squad take over. So okay. this is a toy, uh, a toy ad for Barbie dolls. Uh, we start with a, just a little girl sort of like play acting at being a spy. But of course, she's doing it by like by vaulting through a laser web. Yeah, she's like in some sort of a museum, it looks like. Or yeah, you know, it's sort of it's, it's like roughly meant to imply a place with gar- with valuable things mm-hmm. being guarded by lasers. Like the Pink Panther diamond. Famously. Sure, sure. So she's vaulting and like doing... Oh, that's weird. Barbie Spy Squad dolls each sold separately. Okay, be anything. This is interesting. Yes. 
So the toy. Yes, that's what I was excited for you to see. Is a Barbie doll. Right. Standard size, except it's on a pole. Right. With a with a rod that sticks into the Barbie doll's back. So imagine you imagine it's a hot day where it's 102 in the studio and 79 outside or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you have one of those portable fans that you hold in your hand and it can blow on you. Sure. It's kind of but like. But imagine instead of fan blades. Instead of fan blades, it's a Barbie doll. And right. you hold this stick and you hit <laughs> and go. The and the Barbie spins like she's catapulted. That's like, part of this toy. It's like how Barbie weird... does how Barbie does cartwheels with unaided by human hands. I mean, listen, as a kid growing up in the 80s, I was marketed a lot of action features, you know, action fist, action punch, whatever, things with springs, cars that when you flick the door and you crash it into another car, the, the door flips over and it looks like it's damaged. Like, sure, I understand we're of, trying to... lots of gizmos related to toy action. But when it comes to just, like, basically doing cartwheels, which is what this Barbie does, like... You can just do that with your hands. Yeah. Holding this plastic thing that goes weirdly into her back yeah. seems so unnecessary. They should have they should have made it because it's just in like white and pink plastic. Mm-hmm. They should have at least made the cartwheel machine in like green screen green. So that people oh, can make good, fun sure. videos. Sure, yeah. It. You're right. Kids these days. Kids these days. That's what I'm saying. They know more about green screen technology than I do. Yeah, why isn't there do. like a green screen kit toy? Or is there? Yeah, maybe. Or is this my million dollar idea? Maybe. And is a million dollars even a lot of money? <laughs> Not really. Not really. You mean like a million dollar idea as in you're going to put a million dollars into it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is this my million dollar idea? Like pays my salary for one year. Uh, right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's that. Wait, you don't make a just to be clear, you I don't do make not, a million dollars a year. I do not make a million dollars a year. It would pay my salary for quite a few years. Okay, so what's up next? Is this? Are we going to go into the, the realm of chickens? We are going to go into the realm of chickens. I didn't have chickens on the spy show. Um, we have talked about these chickens before. This is for foster farms. I find these ads to be extremely unpleasant. They're these like puppet style chickens. They're like uh, like... Somewhere between, like, they're a little bit of Henson, but also, like, a little bit of, um, they're just, like, a little kind of gross. And it's intentional. So the story of all of these Foster Farms ads is that you have non-Foster Farms chickens just desperate to become Foster Farms chickens because they're so much more prestigious, I guess, and also get eaten more, question mark? Okay. So in this, so it's all, so every skit with these chicken puppets is, like, them trying to pull some kind of heist or con or something so that they can be um, mislabeled as foster farms chickens. So the, 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 the puppets that are chickens. Yeah. Which are kind of like, there's like, like kind of dirty they're looking kind of chickens. They're dirty looking chickens. Yeah, they're very unpleasant They're looking. trying to get eaten by humans? They're trying to be labeled as foster farms chickens I guess to be eaten by humans, yeah. Why would you want to talk your way into that trap? I don't know. It's... They sort of like they makes me feel bad for those chickens like they weren't loved or something like the only validation they can find is on a dinner plate. Right. Exactly. That Um, bums me out. man. Validation is on a dinner plate. So in this one, uh, this is another one that I included just because it it relies on a very uh, what has become a definitive trope of espionage, which is the Tom Cruise from the first Mission Impossible Lowered on cables oh, into sure. the into the touch proof room, right? The room oh, that can have no pressure. Weren't there lasers in involved in that too, or no? Not lasers. It was the room itself had pre- was pressure sensitive. Uh. So the only way in, and I love how every spy movie sets up like a set of seemingly daunting and impenetrable security measures that could all have been resolved and be and obviated by having. A person watching that room with a camera, or a person sitting in that yeah, room. Yeah, sure. As but a can person, can you trust that person though? I guess there's always. I guess with a person, they can always be knocked out with monkey knockout. You know, gas. You need, there, there's that, and then you need another person to watch that person. Yeah, and so on and so forth. Yeah, and eventually just gets out of out of control. But I like how the movies make it make it like instead of just like normal security measures, it's always like this is a room that can only be between mm-hmm. seventy three. And 76 degrees. So we have to chill your body so that it doesn't add any heat to this room otherwise. And it's Mm -hmm. like, that doesn't seem like a good use of security technology. Mm -hmm. It's it's just for them. It's just to give them a reason to like 
stick Tom Cruise in a swirling yeah. water tank or lower him on a cable. Or a or small person in a tiny little space that gets rolled in. It gets on rolled a cart. in on a cart. Exactly, exactly. So in this but but I mean the the absolute like the iconic baseline for all of this is Tom Cruise on the cable being lowered into mm-hmm. the room. Uh like Luther loses control at one point he like has to like he stops Who's Luther? his friend slash uh Ving Rames. That's Tom Cruise's friend in the Mission Impossible movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um What's Tom Cruise's name in the Mission Mission Impossible? Ethan Hunt. Oh yeah, I knew that. Um so when Ethan is like falling down into the room he like he's stopped like an inch above yeah. the floor, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very famous scene. So this like being lowered on cables is as iconic and as and as overused as the laser web. Okay, gotcha. Okay? So this is going to be the same thing only with chickens. Yeah. So these chickens, I should to tell you, these gross chicken puppets want to get the American uh, humane uh, humane society certification. That is granted to Foster mm-hmm. Farms chickens, which I guess says something about how they're treated. I mean, clearly, if they're breaking into museums and whatnot, they must be free range to a certain degree. To a certain degree, they right? They have at least quite they a bit a, of freedom of movement. Yeah, they certainly do. Yes. So, should we take a listen to this? Uh, yeah. So they're trying to get this cer- certification, and apparently, it's in a room that is pressure sensitive. They have to be lowered on cables. If we can get our hands on that American Humane Seal, we can convince everyone we were raised right, like Foster Farms chickens. Now, I should mention they're also like kind of crawling through heating ducts. Yeah, uh, inching n- by security guards. There's now the laser scene. They they yep. um, hack into the system to try to disarm stuff. <gasps> what would an all-natural, chemical-free chicken do? I got this. So what they're trying to get is the actual label. You said that, but I don't know if I was totally clear yeah. on that with my brain cloud. Um, so like what is what these lasers and everything is protecting is a glass case, and inside the case is the seal. They hit the- landed on the dark meat. He landed on, if you can't hear him, but one of the other chickens says, I landed on my dark meat. I see. So they, he falls. Everything's going really well, but then he falls trigger or uh, trips one of these lasers yeah. and he falls and he says I landed on the dark meat. Did you know that that chicken does all of his own stunts? <laughs> it's a true story. Um so I just like I thought one that one like really sure. made use of all of the the very well-worn tropes of these kinds of movies. I'm for it. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, I you keep referring to them as gross chickens. I just think they're disheveled and a little dirty. Our friend Polly used to keep a um, ice scraper in his car. Sure. That was it would cover your hand like a glove, and it was a novelty one that was in the shape of Santa Claus. Do I have this right? Yeah. And we called him derelict Santa, I yes, believe, because be- I would be in the back seat and I'd be playing with it. But it had been like around for years. It was dirty. It was just covered in salt and grime or whatever. And I'd be in the back seat of his car playing with derelict derelict Santa. Santa. I mean, derelict Santa illustrated the basic problem with making a novelty um, sort of puppet style. Uh, like ice scraper, mm-hmm. and especially in like a, a city where you really need it, and it's salty and yeah, grimy we're in Boston, snow. Yeah. Because pretty quickly, cute puppet Santa becomes v- becomes bad Santa. Well, maybe you needed like chia pet it. Like, what is something that should look like that? Right. But, like, what is a character that should start look- with Oscar the Grouch? Yes, and it just gets more and more Oscar the Grouchy. As yeah, time so goes you, on. you you can't ruin it, mm-hmm. right? All right, uh, you tell me what's coming up next while I try to get this cat off of my audio yeah, board. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna stop our recording I've, I've if already, he walks in. There. I've already heard. Okay, we're just gonna pick you up and put you right over there. Okay, what's up next? Okay, this one was kind of a, a surprise hit for me as well. The, the writing, it's it's like a weird concept to advertise Popeye's chicken. Uh, we have more chicken. Um, yes, more chicken. I guess um, this is for some Cajun style like meal deal that they do. This one is more like sort of like. Like, uh, think like sort of SEAL team type of guys. These very mm. like, you know, jacked dudes with like bulletproof vests and like, you know, guns out. Mm-hmm. And they come into a big, uh, like a like a garage that has a, a military style Humvee in it. And they're like talking all kind of stuff about how like they're going to go out and save the world again. 
And then they just start basically doing bits on each other about how they're going to do it Cajun style because they have the Popeye's chicken. And it's really funny. They're, gonna, they're going to do these adventures Cajun style. Yes. Okay. All right. You want me to hit play? Yeah. Here we go. We got the call. It's on us to save the world. Nothing we haven't done a thousand times before. What makes you think this time will be like all the others? Because this time, we're going to do it Cajun style. I'm with you. Wait, what? Surf and turf Cajun style from Popeyes. Four premium butterfly shrimp and two handcrafted chicken tenders with Cajun fries, a biscuit, and two incredible dipping sauces for just $4.99. The world can wait. I need to get in on this value. Louisiana fast. Now you're thinking Cajun style. Permission to dip, sir. Wait, you said that it's funny. I think they're just hot. I think it's funny. Do you think it's funny I because think they're, they're I hot? think they're, no, I don't think it's funny because they're hot. I think it's funny because, and only one of them is hot, Yeah, first one of, of them all. is hot, yeah. But I think that the their bits are kind of funny. Like, I think they were just told to kind of riff on this. And I think, like, it doesn't, the dialogue doesn't make any sense. He says, why do you think this time is, why don't you think this time is going to be like all the others? And he says, because we're going to do it Cajun style. And then they just like start like making jokes about mm-hmm. Cajun style. I mean, it's sort of like quasi jokes. So they they say things in the jokey style, but they don't seem all that funny to me. Oh, I thought it was funny. Um, but I guess that's subjective. Yeah. I am. I think we have a diversity issue with this topic, huh? Like, oh, the spies tend to be white. Yeah, I mean, there's there we are overrepresented white. Men are overrepresented mm-hmm. to yeah. be sure. That both uh, one of those guys was not white. Well, oh, the really? hot guy okay. was not white. Oh, okay. Um, we've got a few women. Um, mm. and that's a couple of chickens. And a couple of chickens. We got a few women and a couple of chickens. So we got we basically got <laughs> our bases covered. I think. <laughs> Um, all right. I mentioned at the top the Geico spy one where the mom calls at an inopportune oh, time. Oh, yeah. Should we just play that because it's play classic? It. It's such a classic. It's so it's really kind of a best in breed for this for this kind of the, a joke about this kind of genre. Um, and then we'll play another Geico one that uses another that that again, like it kind of exploits or. Uh, uses the undercover secret agent as a trope, as a as a joke. So uh, in this one, I think you already kind of set this up at the beginning of the show. But again, we have kind of handsome James Bondy style guy. Except I don't think this guy's British, although I could be misremembering. It's no, I don't think he is. Yeah. Um, and then I, he's maybe fighting people, chasing people, being chased, whatever. He ends up on the roof of a building, right? right. And then his phone rings. And then his phone rings, and in, and he's sort of you know he's in the middle of trying to fend off these bad guys, and he still takes the call from his mom. Classic helicopter suit. Hel- man helicopter suit. Where are you? Well, the squirrels are back in the attic. <laughs> Mom? Your dad won't call an exterminator. Can I call you back? Mom? He says it's personal this time. If you're a mom, you call it the worst time. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to Geico. It's what you do. Where are you? It's very loud there. Are you taking a Zumba class? <laughs> so interestingly, he doesn't pick up the call for his mom. He calls. He picks up the phone because he thinks it's somebody from the helicopter, right? Or, or somebody yeah. who's trying to who, who's his confederate. But sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, the he mom, should really. I mean, in that they line did of a work, sequel to that ad, by the way. Oh, that's right, because there was a contest for like people voted yeah. on which commercials they wanted a sequel to. Yeah, and I didn't pull the sequel, but I did pull. Did the, we see it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it's just kind of more the same. Okay. Um, but in this other one, which is older, um, we have so a prequel, but it's totally unrelated tech, uh, like mm. plot wise. We have um, this is more like cops doing a sting or an undercover operation. We've got two uh, kind of criminal types, I guess, meeting uh, in some sort of like sparsely populated like no people around kind of an open square somewhere and they're about to do some kind of deal yeah it looks like a kind of a like maybe the 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 courtyard like the courtyard of a courthouse or some sort of government maybe not a courthouse but like a government building or something right something like that looks like an Kind of a quasi-industrial scene. Yeah. So Institutional. You, like, it looks like something that maybe would be in Better Call Saul. Okay. Um, and you have, in a van nearby, the the two operators, like, with their headsets on, like, trying to get audio of this this interaction. Oh, right. And they can't get the good audio. So their other the other uh, investigator, under, undercover person, who is hiding in a trash can about 20 feet away just stands up and walks the trash can closer to the deal, which kind of gives away his position. Targets are on site. Were you followed? No. Do you have the assets? 
It's all here, as we discussed. As they're talking, this garbage can kind of sprouts a couple of legs and is is inching ever closer to them. It's a really funny um, visual. And now we see a hand come out of the garbage can. It's extending. It looks like maybe an a antenna or a microphone. Yeah. Should we get some lunch? Sounds good. I'm famished. If you're an undercover agent, you need to be undercover. And if you want to save by bundling home and car insurance, you need Geico. We're out to get out of there. In pursuit. <laughs> See how much you can save. By At the end, uh, the guy in the trash can whispers, in pursuit, and then he falls over yeah. like a like a, like a a poor R2-D2. He does look like a, like a janky R2-D2. That's pretty funny. I haven't seen that in a long time. Boy, and what was that? Uh, so this... Um, sort of format for this era of Geico was, was just if you're a blank, you need to be blank, and if you're a homeowner, you need insurance. Yeah, basically. you know how Geico yeah. is. It doesn't matter what the yeah. what the actual meaning is. It's mm-hmm. just a way of of doing a joke. Um, okay, so I liked that one. Yeah, it's funny. Um, so speaking of insurance, there's another one. Uh, there's actually two more for insurance companies. This is for Mercury Insurance, and mm-hmm. they're playing with the idea that because they're representatives their sales reps and or whomever who deals their customer service reps are agents as they are oh, called. oh sure yeah then they should be trained like agents so there's like this training montage of all the ways that they are trained to be good customer service reps mm-hmm. but done in the uh, in the style of a uh like a high-tech uh espionage training sequence Mercury Insurance. Our agents train every day to go above and beyond for our customers. They know how to find... Oh, they're doing the whole... Another Tom Cruise move, only this one... um Minority report. Minority report. They're, they're like in front of a you know like a see through piece of glass with all kinds of data on it, and they're just motioning their hands to enhance, enhance for our customers. They know how to find the discounts that could save you hundreds. They're highly skilled. Now a guy. Now one of the oh, guy yeah. the agents walks through a huge warehouse full of gray mannequins with their arms stuck out like mm-hmm. in a handshake position and he's just shaking every hand of every mannequin as he goes that's kind of interesting yeah it looks like just thousands of these silver mannequins that and i, I might be messing up the tropes here but that shot almost gives me a um Oh, geez, Louise, my brain fog is really kicking in. What is the TV show that was originally a movie about the uh, robot West cowboys? World. Yeah, does that sort of have a Westworld vibe to you? You know, it does, actually. There is a there is a warehousing of the uh, hosts yeah. scene or two in that show. They're highly skilled in hand-to-hand okay. customer service. Welcome to Mercury. No matter what the obstacle now she's, now she's doing, uh, one of them's like doing through the laser web. She went through the laser web just to get to the ringing phone um, so that she could pick it up. It's unclear why the ringing phone is on the other side of these lasers. We're For training. When you right. need us. Mercury Insurance, how may I help you? To save, serve, and protect. We're on a mission to save you money. Mercury. You ever heard of Mercury Insurance? That feels that feels like a high-budget local commercial. Yeah. But is that a national commercial? I don't know if it is. Um, it's either a low-budget national commercial or a high-budget local commercial. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's not poorly made. It's just yeah. like it, yeah, it just doesn't have the the polish of like a Geico national yeah, ad. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um. All right. So then there's one more. This is for Nationwide Insurance. We've actually talked about this one, and I think I had the same complaint then that I'm going to have now. Which is that in their zeal to show how they help you replace all of your stuff if it gets stolen, they just make it look like they sit by and let your house get robbed. I see. Well, because this is an insurance commercial, though. It's not a home security It's not home commercial. security. Which I don't remember this under- commercial, by the way. So I'll just set it up. We mm-hmm. have uh, a home where uh, two, two burglars, uh, right out of central burglar mm-hmm, casting, mm-hmm. are breaking in. And just stealing a bunch of stuff from a darkened house. There's no suggestion of, of physical violence or assault or anything. So it's like the implication is that you're not home and just like your TV and your computer and your jewelry and stuff is getting. So it's kind of serious it's that we're ser- making a shift towards. Is it kind of creepy? It's a little creepy. Mm. But the but what is what the solution is or what the punchline, I guess, is, is that as they're going through the house uh, stealing all this stuff. A woman in a cat suit is like doing all kind of spy. Oh, I see. You know, okay. uh, 
you know acrobatics and whatnot. I kind of remember replacing this. Replacing everything that they take, so they, they like, take a vase. She, she puts, puts a vase it back. Okay, or she puts yeah. another one back, and so she's a, the the story is she's in the room with them. They don't see her because she's so sneaky, but she's just like putting things back so that you know you don't feel right. like, so you didn't lose anything in the robbery. But again, I want to be clear. I understand insurance company's role is not to be a home security system but it just feels weird that she's just like there and they're just stealing all this right stuff. right right they don't they're not home security but they also didn't have to set up this premise. right exactly <laughs> in the nation sometimes bad things happen but add brand new belongings from nationwide insurance and we won't just give you the partial value of items that are stolen or destroyed We'll replace them with brand new versions so you won't feel robbed again. Just another way we put members first because we don't have shareholders. Join the nation. She's wearing a, a full black leather bodysuit. I think that's kind of Catherine Zeta Jones. Very, yes, from, and she's she's the, a very beautiful, mm-hmm. uh, very in shape brunette. So yeah, mm-hmm. Jeff definitely like. And she comes, she like lowers silently into the room on some kind of cable. Mm-hmm. At times, she's like up in the corner of the ceiling. That's like a, a big spider. thing in spy yeah. in spy movies. Somebody's always up on the ceiling, bracing themselves against, you know. The two wall, mm-hmm. the opposite walls, with just holding themselves up there while somebody walks beneath them. I, um, like, I like that one too. I went to Goodwill today. I'm thinking about this because at one point, like the the burglars steal the TV, and then this woman replaces the TV. And you can tell this commercial is pretty old because the TV does not seem that big. I mean, no. it's a flat screen TV. But to me, it's it like, seemed big, but it's not that big. She's <laughs> not a huge person. She's holding it very comfortably right. on each side. Uh, and I was at Goodwill today, and I was dropping some stuff off that we were donating, and it was a bigger Goodwill. So I don't know if you've been to that one in Shoreline, Genevieve, but you don't just like carry the stuff inside and put it in a bin there's a special like driveway you go through and you wait in line in your car and then they empty your their car your car for you mm-hmm. um and the car uh, a couple in front of me while i was waiting in line i saw the the older man who was working at goodwill who he seemed a little like i gotta say he i felt bad for him it's hot out there like i mentioned before and he just seemed like he was really moving slow looked like it was hard work but he kind of struggles to pull something out of this car and then he pulls it out and it's a huge flat screen tv it might have even been bigger than the one we have here in the basement that is not the biggest you can get in fact we worked hard to find a smallish flat screen tv because you have some sort of hang up about big tvs um it's and so wasteful i was and thinking about it like this somebody somebody in the north seattle area like already was done with this giant television i was almost like just put that right in the back of my car but then i was like i don't really have a need for it also that's not how it works yeah that's he's not donating it to you andrew (laughs) yeah exactly but it was something to see i don't know it gave me some kind of a feeling that i'm still starting to figure out (laughs) i sent you that picture of the tv that someone just like junked in our neighborhood that was no joke i think it had to have been eight by five feet wow I sent you a picture of it. It yeah, was a over, while back. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. It was over by the park in our neighborhood. Yeah. I'm just leaning up, leaning up against a tree, and it was like a movie. It was like the size of a movie screen. It was yeah. so huge, but it was just a t- personal television. I saw one ditched in the parking lot uh, where I volunteer uh, underneath like the I-5 highway in this park and ride lot for the for the metro and bus system. I was parking my car there the other day. Giant TV. We definitely have a kind of a disposable TV culture. There's this. Hey, that let's cannot bring it, be good. Let's bring it back to commercials for a second. There is a local company called Video Only, and their whole thing is like they only sell audio and video stuff. It drives me crazy when they when their commercials focus on audio stuff and their name is Video Only. But right. their point is we're not Best Buy. We're not selling refrigerators right. and CD players and zip drives right. and whatever else. Like we only sell stuff for your entertainment system and it's called video only and their tagline as people around here know is if you don't if you don't buy from video only you'll be sorry is how it always ends but they begin a commercial it's always this man and woman duo and it's one of those weird things where if you've been listening to the radio for a long time you hear it you're always kind of like are you guys okay because you guys have been having the same conversation for like 10 years you have to be reminded that video only exists exactly not the box stores and not online it's video 
video only. Every what? Time not even the membership clubs? They're, yeah, and they're always shocked and like, you know this, dude. You know this. I was there when you learned it last yeah. time. Uh, anyway, um, they always say there's, or they don't always, but there's one that runs in uh, quite a bit in heavy rotation where the guy says, do you know that some people keep their televisions for five to seven years that's a long time to have one tv i'm just like bro you should live with genevieve yeah. like we keep a tv until like i mean i'm pretty sure you wanted to get a tube tv for the last one right i i'm not opposed yeah i mean we keep tvs we finally got rid of our old vizio tv we it was our first flat screen and we just got rid of it this year right. we bought it when we moved to capitol hill in 2009 yeah. right so that's more than five to seven years it's like, a little more than much. five to seven years and it worked fine for the last couple years that it we owned it if you left it on long enough eventually it would make like this yeah, yeah. Sound. the sound would start to it would slowly get more and more crackly yeah. until it would like everything it just, like, would kind be of distorted. fuzz yeah. out and get distorted so then but you turn it off for just a second and it reset but eventually it was like the refractory period was getting shorter and yeah, shorter you know exactly and so we finally got rid of it but we had that thing for almost 15 years i think but honestly and i'm not trying to pat it I'm, I'm somewhat teasing you but i'm the same way i stand by my policy yeah and, and also like we this idea that like we buy a tv and we keep it for five years and then we either take it to the dump or we ditch it in a parking lot or a park somewhere yeah as we've or, we, been or seeing. we pray that goodwill still right. takes that level yeah. of electronic and like it is such dis i mean i know I'm just stating the obvious, but like the, we get these TVs, they're really big and that's cool, but they're also so disposable yeah. and it's really bad I for really hate the it. earth. Yeah, I hate everything sure. about it. Yeah. Um, and it really infuriates me that that's what uh, normal is now is like every four years you get a TV that is twice as big as the TV before it. Like, I feel like the math on this kind of does itself and it is not sustainable. We should get back to commercials here, but since we... I got a lot uh, more thoughts on TV side, Since we're though. moving um, somewhat quickly through this show. Anyway, I, I want to take a moment to relay a story to the listeners. Not about the size of televisions or how we are overly disposable with our electronics, but that sound that you just made. Can you make that imitation of the crackly uh, television again that you just made? Yeah, that's basically it. So this Saturday, I was watching a baseball game on <laughs> yeah, television, I was doing that. and I was watching it via an, uh, an illegal feed because they um, we don't have cable, and there's even though I pay for a million services that go directly to the MLB, they don't let you watch your local team. It is I will proudly yeah. talk about stealing this feed because lock the, us up. The MLB is disgusting the way it treats its fans. Anyway, so I'm watching. So oh, I even mentioned this at the top of the show. That's why we were watching watching the uh, a feed from the Southern California area because I couldn't find one of these streams of the local broadcast at the time. Anyway, uh, the feed I found was pretty glitchy, but it was the only one I could find, and it kept glitching out on me. And, you know, it's kind of annoying when you... So I have my computer plugged into my television. We're downstairs. The audio is kind of getting out of sync, um, and I'm getting more and more irritated because every now and then the TV's going... Meh. And the only <laughs> thing that can make it more annoying is every time the TV would go, Meh, you would then go <laughs> for twice as long. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's great. That, that's really good. That's helping things. First, the TV is yelling at me like a broken robot, and then you're going and then cackling like you are now. It was a fun game. Hey, Mariners won. Anyway. Okay, so you have a toy section here. I noticed you kept the Barbie out of yeah, the toy section. Yeah, I realized belatedly Barbie should have been in the toy section, okay. but these two... Commercials <laughs> made me laugh so hard. First of all, I just I like I I don't want I know it's hard because it's an audio medium and I I have to set this up. But can I just let you play this and react to it, and then we'll okay. explain what you what you just saw. This is for a toy uh, set of toy like a series of toys called Spy Code, which I assume is like lots of little spy toys, like spy things that you would do. And the, the name of this one is Break Free. Okay, and I, I'm just going to set up what I'm seeing on the, for the freeze frame of the very, because I have not seen this before. But it looks like it is a group of maybe four, and I'm guessing these are kids because it's a toy commercial, maybe some, somewhat older kids. But they look like they're in a movie um, where they've, some sort of a heist movie, right? It looks like it's some sort of dark, big room. And the four of them are sitting on the floor back to back, and it looks like 
like they're maybe tied together or cuffed together in some way as if they got caught maybe and I'm making a lot of presumptions here like they maybe got caught in the middle of their heist and now they're tied up or something I don't know we'll find out think you've got super secret spy skills then you're ready for the ultimate spy mission it's time to test your skills to see what kind of tricky situations you can escape with the spy code break free game select your level of difficulty by choosing one of the maze colors use your spy lock pick to pick the lock and break free but to become the top spy it's not just about breaking free from the handcuffs it's about how fast you can break free with 12 unique mazes and three levels of difficulty you can challenge your friends to the ultimate race of escape spy code break free game by yulu so i was pretty right there um it is they're 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 bonded together but it's with these plastic chains that yes. you have to you have to break the lock on to clarify for the listeners at home this is a toy for children in which children are handcuffed together mm-hmm. with like a uh, sort of a a set of chains and handcuffs that are around plastic i let's assume uh that are that are centered around a single ring and you handcuff yourselves all together in these handcuffs and you're all handcuffed together in like a circle and then the race is on to who can get out of it Houdini like first. First you have to like but get out of the plastic like... lock and then you have to solve a puzzle it sounds like to get out of the maze. I don't know. That part is a little a little vague, but I I thought it was just like who could do it fastest, but it sounds like you can set them up in different configurations. Well, it's, he specifically said what first you get out of the lock but it's not over then then there's 12 puzzles that you have to solve it sounded <laughs> so like it was getting more insane. and more complicated so they it showed the, look more like bondage gear for they showed children the, they showed the fantasy of like the four kids and they're all back to back and they're all dressed in black and, and they're whatever. in a, a sort of a dark scary room yeah, but somewhere. then they show the reality which is a bunch of kids laughing around a table and so th- and so they're yeah. kind of like cuffed to something in the center of the table and laughing or yes. whatever so they got to break free of their chains but the as fantasy version is like pretty intense, I would mm-hmm. say, for a child's toy. Sure, yeah. And yeah. I just think that a toy that is the fundamental somebody had to go into a room and pitch this to, you know, whatever toy maker this is, like, okay, it's handcuffs and chains, but for kids. Yeah, it must be hard to come up with new games, like multiplayer games. I'm sure it is hard. And so and I feel like for kids they want gadgets, you know? And we already did a whole show about all the gross like yeah. all the games are about pooping. I give this thing credit for not involving poop or throw up in any kind of way. You haven't seen all of the all of the puzzles. That's you don't true. know. <laughs> that is true. That's puzzle number twelve. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is an I just thought it was intense yeah. mm-hmm. as a game for children mm-hmm. where it's like, I don't know. I guess I just feel like as a, if I were a parent and I walked into, you know, little Joey's house or whatever and my kid is like chained up sure, with Joey table. and the other kids yeah. at the table, I'm just going to like, it's going to give me pause, I think. Yeah. Well, well, what is this next commercial? It's called Whip Me Daddy Real Good. Is this another toy you said? <laughs> it's spy code, Whip Me Daddy Real Good. Yeah. Um, no, it's... <laughs> you can tell that I'm pretty adventurous in the bedroom. <laughs> My understanding of how people get nasty is... Yeah, Whip Me Daddy Real Good. Deep, deep I don't think it's that far off. I mean, I'm no expert. Anyway, what is for okay, real this next Okay, time? this next one is totally different. It's not shocking in any way. I, I don't need my... I can put my clutching pearls away okay. for the time being. But I just think it was very funny. And I think that it, in terms of... Um, oh, won't somebody please <laughs> think of the children? Um, this is this is just one of those like little little toy helicopters that's like a drone, right? Like that can be operated like a drone. But the the uh, killer app on this is that it can be voice activated. So you have a kid in a a room that is meant to evoke kind of kind of the same thing that all of these have, right? Like it's it's a spare room with uh you know sort of darkened and industrial. There's a quality of like espionage to it or or secrecy to it. But this kid looks like a character. Look, I mean, this kid is fully conceived by like Tim and Eric, right? Mm. Like he's got the aviators on and he's but he's just like a kind of a dumpy, dorky little kid. And his voice instructions to the helicopter um, could not be funnier. And also it opens with a voiceover just saying for no reason a very bad imitation of the get to the chopper line from Predator. Get to the chopper! We've got the lowdown on the Sky Rover voice command helicopter. 
time to train, Mr. Copter. Listen to my voice. It'll show you the way. Take off. <laughs> turn right. Turn left. You turn. Give it all you got. Dancing in the air. Mr. Copter, you're a heck of a dancer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just got an aerial lowdown of the Sky Rover Voice Command Helicopter. In stores now. I, I misspoke. He's not wearing aviators. He's wearing a sweatband. <laughs> That's what I was, just, I was just remembering. Oh, yeah. You, Mr. Copter, you've got a heck of a dance routine. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That I do think some of the, the weird language around it is because it looks, it starts off as like with some cartoon network branding. Yeah. And I get the impression that this is somehow this was like introduced, like that, that voice we hear of the man is yeah. probably like, he's probably like hosting, like quote unquote like hosting some children's I, programming I think or you're something. totally right yeah, yeah. yeah listen to the sound of my voice <laughs> I know there's a lot of good drops in Can there we just I play think. it one more time just oh, for funsies sure here I gotta, I gotta pull it up again yeah but uh, the visuals on this one are um, are very entertaining you gotta see this kid so we'll put the link in our show notes please do get to the java we've got the lowdown on the sky rover voice command helicopter time to train Mr. Copter <laughs> Listen to my voice. It'll show you the way. Take off. Turn right. Turn left. You turn. Give it all you got. Dancing in the air. Mr. Copter, you're a heck of a dancer. Oh, yeah. He's like the kid is sort of dancing in a George, uh, a George Bluth, not George Bluth, but um, George Michael Bluth, George Michael Bluth yes. style at the end. He's sort of like jigging a little bit. That yes. is really funny. <laughs> All right, Genevieve, let's go back, if you'll allow it, to a more innocent time when the internet was just a flight of fancy for some people and we got our vitamins the only way we knew how which was from Puritan Pride's vitamin catalog. I cut my vitamin bill in half, thanks to Puritan's Pride. Great catalog. I saved over 50% on my vitamin purchase. Shopping with Puritan's Pride is like putting money back in your pocket. Hundreds of thousands of people are buying their vitamins, minerals, food supplements, and more from the pages of Puritan's Pride. We're seeing a montage of people in various rooms of their homes like the first guy was in his kitchen what i really like about this is the musical beats and like you kind of don't realize what a cliche these musical beats have become until you go back and you watch this like where the music sort of kicks in here Great catalog i saved over 50 percent on my vitamin it starts purchase. with gentle guitar shopping with puritan's pride is like putting money back in your pocket hundreds of thousands of people are buying their vitamins minerals food supplements and more from the pages of puritan's pride why just look at our fantastic two-for-one prices Imagine getting not one, but two bottles of C500 with rose hips, both for just $4.70. You want to talk about Tim and Eric in this one. Yes. This is re- like the graphics and, and the voiceover seems very Tim and eric to me, like very, very cheap, very basic looking. We see a couple of bottles of uh, of vitamins on a background that is just like a cloudy sky for some reason. <laughs> Buy one, get one free. Getting not one, but two bottles of C500 with rose hips, both for just $4.70. Two for the price of one. And look, buy one bottle of ginseng and get another free. Two for $6.25. I bought one bottle of lecithin and got another one free. Just $4.65 for two bottles. Buying from Puritan's Pride means you're buying direct from one of America's leading vitamin manufacturers and one of the largest. With over 30 years of manufacturing experience, we offer a tremendous variety of products. It's interesting to use the word manufacturing when talking about vitamins, right? Well... I mean, how else would you produce them? I don't know, but manufacturing... They don't grow on trees. Oh, really? Yeah, really. They oh. do are manufactured. No, I really meant that. Oh, really? I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I guess they're manufactured, but it's such an industrial word. True. You know, we've been in the we've been in the healthcare business for so a long. A modern ad would never take that approach. You're right. They we've would, been they manufacturing. Would, they would couch it in more... as This is more truthful in its way because they are made on a, in a factory, mm-hmm. but they would couch it as like... Pulling a vitamin off of a lush tree. Oh, or so they something. do grow on and, trees. But they don't. Is the thing. This is more accurate. The, the 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 visuals here are like you know the pages of the catalog turning against a green screened blue sky, it's so and it's great. so it's so crappy looking. I keep expecting the voiceover to say something like, um, 
below the SD, USDA recommended amount of rat feces in right. every bottle. Yeah, I know. It's like it's setting you know, up for a so joke. It's so terrible. Direct from one of America's leading vitamin manufacturers and one of the largest. With over 30 years of manufacturing experience, we offer a tremendous variety of products. Hundreds of the finest vitamins, minerals, food supplements. You expect them to start like listing like really bananas sounding supplements. With our sensational low prices, Insurance Pride offers you a full money back guarantee on every purchase. That's right, a full money back guarantee. Why not get the vitamins you need right from the source? (laughs) With the assurance of value, freshness, variety, and convenience. A toll-free number makes ordering fast and easy. Hi, I'd like to order the natural vitamin C. For your free 96-page Puritan's Pride catalog, call this toll-free number now. There's no obligation. Puritan's Pride, the smart way to this buy This is an vitamins. amazing visual. At this point in the commercial, uh, a senior, uh, two, a man and a woman who are uh, seniors are riding a bicycle She's sitting on the handlebars, and she's yeah. wearing a very short tennis skirt. It looks really dangerous. It looks really dangerous, but it's like... It's stock boy- footage that they just punch in Yeah, there. but it's like it's going to be a hot night at the old folks' home. It certainly is, if all if everybody's hips are Well, that's still... why you got to get these vitamins. Yeah, good point. Council, it's jingle time. Hey, Andrew and Genevieve, listener Mike here. I was just listening to last week's episode in which Andrew misidentified a sour cream ad for a cottage cheese ad. And then I happened to see an actual cottage cheese ad and it had a pretty catchy jingle. So I thought I would call in and give it a try. Here goes. Only Daisy Cottage Cheese will do. Only Daisy Cottage Cheese will do. So fresh and so pure. Can I have a little more? Only Daisy Cottage Cheese. All right. That's it. Have a good one. <laughs> now, are you familiar with that, Genevieve? You know, I am. I recognized it when he sang it. And then when I listened to the um, the produced one, I definitely recognized it. Only Daisy Cottage Cheese will do. Oh, it's got a beat. lot going on you know mike mentioned in the um email that he sent that audio file along with um he said this also gave me an idea for a show which is commercials that show the perspective of being inside the refrigerator when the refrigerator door opens and then we see somebody peeking in that's a really good idea um because yeah you want to talk about a common trope that's very interesting also ovens sometimes we see like people like drooling and i'm thinking of a p i think a papa john not a papa murphy's commercial Uh or something where you you, you bring it home you bring it home and you cook it in the oven um there's you know i just want the first time I watched that, I was mostly just like listening to the jingle, but there's actually some really classic, even though this is a pretty new commercial, there is some pretty funny, dumbass commercial tropes in this. Like we see a woman, she's sort of dancing to the jingle in her own kitchen while she's kind of luxuriating and eating this yogurt. It's like taking her to a happier place. It's while cottage cheese. Or, sorry, cottage cheese. Sorry, I meant sour cream. Uh, while these <laughs> kids, uh, while a couple of kids are like kind of racing around the kitchen. And then at some point during the commercial, one of the kids grabs her cottage cheese and, and eats it, like takes it right out of her hand. And the woman like gives this like, what can you do? Parenthood. But Aww. then she eats her last spoonful of it. And she gives Women a Women enjoying like, dairy yes. is, um, I it's a it's a whole genre. It really, really is. I'm trying to. Is there any? Are there any fellow? Nope. These are all women eating cottage. Nope. Nope. That's not true. There's a man who's dressed up like a superhero for he's some like reason. He's like playing with his kids. I assume he's playing with his kids. Yeah. It's also a little commercial for tahine in there too. Do you see them sprinkling on some tahine under their their fruit oh, and yeah. uh, and cottage cheese? Yeah. Uh, you know who would love this jingle? Who? Helicopter kid. <laughs> Could you just see him totally dancing to this, like yeah, telling okay. him in his helicopter? He like, loves he loves hot moves. He loves yeah. hot moves. I could totally see him like really get in him and his helicopter, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> 
Mike, thank you for that wonderful jingle. That was great. What do we call you at the top of the show? The king of jingles? The king of jingles. The king, Mike, the king of jingles. Uh, Watch yes. out. You got, but you know, Watch got your a, back, there's Mike. a lot of room in the court of the jingles for, that is true. for other folks to, That's right. to, to call in. So please do call in, uh, sing us a jingle, tell us a story. Spin a yarn. Spin us a yarn. Exactly. Give us a compliment. Yeah, we like those. Um, you can email us at after these messages show at Gmail. Um, you can visit us on the Facebook group. I always post um, the links there. They're also in your show sheet or in your, and you should be in your podcatcher. And if you're interested in what else Andrew is posting to the YouTube group, you just um, look for After These Messages podcast on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. You'll see the logo. If you just type in After These Messages, you'll just get a bunch of old After These yes. Messages commercials. Exactly. But if you look for After These Messages podcast on YouTube, you'll find that vitamin commercial along with all kinds of banana stuff that I've been digitizing from old VHS tapes. Um, and again, call our voicemail line 607-444-5597. That's 607 444 97. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Karachi Posse Zaki's poppy. Red Octagons couldn't stop.